Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Big thanks to the fantastic team at O'Connell's Bar in Galway for generously supporting this season of Deep Roots. Where's Patrick? Where's Patrick? And I kind of knew Patrick was just beside me, but didn't really know much more than that because he'd been way up the front of the group. And I said, he's in front of you there. And next thing I looked at Patrick, he looked like he was on a different planet. Poor Patrick, when he was on the ascent, I could see him ahead of me and he was just kind of shaky on his feet, um, just not looking well. And it was just that the the altitude hit him really hard. I think uh, while I'm on this point about Patrick, I think it'd be a good idea to... Um, I'd love to actually sit down and talk to... Um, bring him onto the podcast and have a chat with him about his experience because it's, it's an extraordinary thing. I was chatting to him about it today um, and what he felt and what he went through over that period um, and just the effects that altitude can have on you. It's uh, 11 p.m. on Sunday night or summit night of Kilimanjaro. Uh, Freddie and the team wake us up from our tents um, at 11pm and we make our way into the main tent for for some food before we um, attend to some of the Kilimanjaro. Um, the time probably feeling excited to finally get up the mountain and probably a bit of, of nerves as well, probably like pre-match nerves, um, but looking forward to to the challenge of the night. We head off about an hour later, around 12 noon, when everyone was set and gear was set. Freddie led us that night, so we made our, made our way up to the summit and up up slowly. I think it was going to take us a few hours to hit the summit, so, so we began that, and the first hour, two hours, um, felt grand. 
the team at Earth's Edge began began singing early enough to keep us keep our, our minds occupied and to help us with the climb and I suppose those folks and at the early stages probably a lot of my breath work and just keeping keeping focus on the task ahead. The first break I remember I was still grand, feeling feeling strong. I remember I was telling our doctor Jerry. Then I suppose the first indications that I felt something was up in my body was I'd say it was probably two or three hours into the climb. Uh, I noticed that my bag straps weren't fully, fully strapped onto my chest and, um, I felt quite strangely felt agitated or nearly claustrophobic that I couldn't get them closed. Couldn't explain the feeling, but, um, the porters saw that I was agitated and they actually took the bag, bag off me. So, um, I continued on the climb with just, without the bag and I had myself and my walking poles in. Still felt, still felt okay at the time. Continued on, on the climb and I suppose it started to feel, I remember using my poles aggressively to the ground to try and focus on my stability so I could feel nearly like I was drunk walking up the mountain. This is between the first and second break, I think. So I obviously started to slow down and I remember at the second break, um, one of the guides, I can't remember who it was, put me to the front of the group. Um, so I could set my pace up properly with the, with the leader, which would have been, which would have been slowly and it probably, so they could keep an eye on me. There was around then my body started to struggle then. So it was, um, I could really feel it. Like I said, it was nearly like a drunk sensation in my legs. My balance was starting to deteriorate as well. I wasn't falling at this stage, but I really felt like I had to focus on my poles, my walking poles and focus on every step that I wouldn't fall over. It was strange feeling. I remember I was probably slowing down at this stage and um, I remember I was in front of Christian and he was a great support. He kind of, he was in my ear every few minutes to keep going and keep focused. And um, I suppose I continued on. We got to, was it our third break, I think. And I remember at this stage, I was feeling, um, very tired and I was, str- I was struggling. Doctor, I can't remember, was I checked on at that stage? I was given some tablets by Jerry to help me with the, with the altitude. We continued on then again. So we were only stopping for a few minutes at a time at the cold. And that was probably one of the strangest things. So it was minus, minus temperatures and everyone was, feeling the cold a lot, but I didn't feel the cold temperatures or I can't remember feeling, feeling cold whatsoever. Um, which is probably another indication of something was going, going on with my body. Um, and it was between after the, I'm not sure was it the second or third break that I really started to struggle, um, with my walking and balance, um, it's hard to describe. It was like there wasn't a strong connection between my brain and my legs. So my brain went to my legs to do something, but it was a real struggle or I really had to, had to focus on it. All the while I had Christian behind me, motivating me, uh, keeping me focused, but I knew I was starting to struggle and f- starting to feel fatigued. I continued on again. I think, um, I remember really focusing on not 
I could feel myself if I wasn't concentrating that I could fall easy enough and I was conscious if I could hurt myself or I could hurt somebody else trying to stop me from falling. So this is going on in my head as well. At this stage, I started to feel, how can I describe it, probably really sleepy, like uncontrollably wanted to wanted to go asleep, um, which is strange when you're in the middle of the hike and in minus temperatures. So I think the guide spotted this and Bob, one of the Tanzanian guides, went in front of me and he, I was holding on to him from behind. So I was holding on to his chest and I remember well, carrying on walking and I suppose this helped my balance a lot, but I was feeling really drained at this stage and, and fatigued and sleepy. And I remember walking for a long time with my head on his back, keeping me supported. Um, I knew this, from what I remember, I knew at this stage that I was near my my limit or past my limit but I wanted to keep going to see could I push on because I knew we weren't the furthest away from Stella Point um, there was I was kind of this stage I was craving another break but for some reason in my mind I really wanted a 30 minute break um, I just wanted to sleep so I remember I t it was our third, or I think it was our fourth break. It might have been our third, or my timing might be wrong. But I remember I was reached my limit there, so my legs weren't doing what I wanted them to do. Um, my balance was going. I was sleepy. Um, felt same same feeling as you're drunk, kind of as well. Um, my speech is probably slurring a bit as well, I think. And... Um, I remember sitting down, uh, the guides got us ginger tea, I remember, and there was other guides focusing on getting jellies or sweets in, um, into me, or I was eating sweets and chocolate, I think, trying to get a bit of energy. Um, the doctor, Jerry, um, finally, he, he got up to me then, and he did checks. Um, I remember saying to him, I really, really feel like going to sleep. Can I have a thirty-minute, thirty-minute break? And they're explaining to me that they can't stay, they can't stay longer than two or three minutes because everyone will get too cold. But like that, I was confused as well, why they're on about the cold because I couldn't, I couldn't feel the cold. Yeah. So Jerry did checks on me. Um, he was asking me simple questions like, "Where are we?" I thought in my head I was answering them right, but I was told afterwards when. We got back down the mountain that I thought in my head I was answering Kilimanjaro, but I was actually saying I was in the prom in Galway, in Sawtill. Um, Jerry asked me what his name was as well. I thought I answered his name, but um, I didn't know his name either. Um, I remember when these questions were asked as well, I really had to... Um, it probably took me a good 10 seconds to answer them. I really had to focus on the on the answer, which was um, a strange feeling too. Once I said about wanting to go sleep, Jerry, the doctor, didn't react great. He said my um, my brain my brain is shutting down from the lack of oxygen. Um, and then he checked. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He checked my lungs as well for a while and he said my lungs were fairly full of fluid as well. So that was resulting in the lack of oxygen going around in my um my body and lack of, lack of oxygen going to my brain. So he was at that stage, he told me that um, I, I'd i have to go down. But once I heard him saying my brain was shutting down, um, I didn't protest much about it. Um, I was kind of thinking of the thinking of the bigger picture. I suppose beforehand, if I thought I was told I was being sent down the mountain, I would have been em- emotional or... Um, trying to plead my case, but um, it didn't really register with my brain. I don't think I showed much, much of a, re- a reaction or anything like that. I just knew knew I had to get down. Um, it probably wasn't processing where, where I was or what I had to do. Um, I knew we weren't at that break. We weren't too far away from Stella Point, but I think we had challenging, challenging part of the mountain to come, and um, he knew. He knew I wouldn't be able for it the way I was unbalanced and uncoordinated. So um, the guide who was helping me up, Bob, he he volunteered to bring me down the mountain. And as probably when I was going down the mountain, I realized how how sick I got from the from the altitude sickness. My balance and coordination of my legs um, was nearly non-existent. Um, there was no connection I felt between my brain and my legs and I couldn't get my legs to do what I wanted them to do. So Bob had to um, link me the whole way down down the mountain. I think we were going down maybe maybe two hours, I think. Um, but it was a real struggle for me getting down. Um, I think my speech was getting more slurred as well, like I was like I was extremely drunk or something. And I, I remember saying, saying a lot, what is wrong with my, what, what's wrong with my legs? What's wrong with my body? I couldn't understand what was, what was wrong with me. Um, so we struggled down. I remember not bad falls, but kind of slipping and f- falling a few times. I broke my, I broke my walking poles. I think I, f- I fell on them awkwardly at one stage. And Bob, in fairness to him, kept me upright and however he did it, he brought me down the mountain. Um, I remember probably halfway down or more, I was getting really fatigued in my legs. There's probably lack of oxygen going on my body. So I remember my legs, my legs were giving in on me. They were kind of, kind of buckling. Um, or my knees were going from under me and, um, 
I struggled to get down the rest of the mountain. I remember saying to Bob, I kept on asking him, how much further have we to go? I felt like I wasn't, I just felt like we did, we were down quicker. Um, there was a porter as well on the way down with another, um, another hiker from some other group. Um, but he, I remember him giving us, giving me fruit juice as well to give me a bit of, um, sugar energy. But, um, I didn't feel much improvements as I went down the mountain, which I thought was strange as well. Usually I think you improve with your altitude sickness as you, as you go down in the altitude. We eventually got down towards the camp then. Um, we were, I'd say the guts of an hour and a half or two hours. That's on my memory now, but the night is kind of a blur as well. The night's a blur. So we got down to the camp. Um, obviously the camp was empty because I think nearly all the porters and the guides brought everyone up the mountain that day. Um, the emotion of all probably still didn't hit me. I remember sitting on a rock and Bob was getting me, he went to the main tent to get, I think it was mango juice and mango juice and water for me to give me a bit of energy. But, um, I remember thanking him and I suppose I went to the tent and I was still craving this, this sleep. So I went back to the tent and I think from memory it might have been I think five or six a.m. I fell asleep fairly, fairly instantly then, and I I think it was around maybe nine or ten, ten a.m. I could hear some of the members of our group getting down to our camp again in Kosovo after successfully summiting Kilimanjaro, and I suppose it was at that moment when I woke up that the emotion of not being able to summit the mountain and the build up of the last few months and work put into it kind of hit me. So I suppose I was upset enough in the tent for a while, but um, I was fairly okay after a while. I woke up and I got out of the tent and met everyone and congratulated them. And everyone's spirits were high, but they were still tired. But um, yeah, I felt... At that stage, I suppose I felt annoyed and probably upset that I didn't get up the summit. But um, I kind of realised at the time as well um, how sick I got, and it wasn't wasn't a nice feeling feeling like that up in the mountain. Um, and then I suppose to sum up how I felt then the next few days it was probably forty eight hours after the climb. Um, went through a range of emotions the next few days. Probably the biggest one was probably annoyed and maybe I was angry, not angry with anyone, but probably angry why that happened to my body going up the mountain. Um, I would have considered myself relatively fit, um, for the climb and put in a good amount of work. So it was probably anger why it didn't work out. Um, but as we got down from the mountain completely and back into our hotel in Arusha, um, I probably got over it a bit and ex- accepted it. And I was probably grateful as well that um, the doctor doctor on the group, uh, Jerry, um, I was grateful and I, I told him as well I was grateful he sent me down because I'd say if I went on any further, I put my... 
um, condition probably would have deteriorated worse. Um, it kind of put things into perspective um, when I was talking to people afterwards. They probably had a different view of how sick or how struggling I was with the whole situation um, and how how I looked and stuff. So I'm just going on a, a patch enough memory of the night. Um, yeah, but since, so probably 48 hours, probably over the anger of it and probably more grateful that I got down in one piece. Grateful as well, I've had great, had a great week, a great fun for the week with a great group. Yeah, so there's still a bit, I wouldn't call it anger anymore, but maybe annoyance that I didn't get up on the top. Maybe some things would trigger me that you just look over over photos or you'd hear, hear stories of the of the top on summer night or other things, but I'm still happy with how the week went. Delighted with meeting the group of um, 19 people and the amazing guides and the amazing porters from Tanzania. Yeah, overall a great week. Um, someone summed it up that I probably missed only two hours, two or three hours of the week. So once I heard that, I kind of realized that it wasn't the be all and end all of the week. But um, yeah, an interesting, interesting summer night. Um, everyone else, everyone else summited, but um, but myself. But um, obviously, altitude sickness can affect people in different ways, and that's just how how it affected me on on that night. But since then, feeling fully healthy and everything again. So. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, O'Connell's Bar in Galway. Remember when you're in Galway and you fancy some top quality points, great conversation and a friendly atmosphere, head to O'Connell's Bar. Don't forget to explore their award-winning beer garden. Where you can- Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.